0: To swapping joysticks. It is episode 99, 90th Nerf in French. It's one of the few numbers that I can remember. Show off. Yeah. And I am Ben Ostwick, otherwise known as Biggest Ben but you can just call me Ben. And I'm joined as always by the one, the only, the enigma himself, Ed Nightingale. Bonjour. Bonjour.
1: <laughs> We're speaking French now?
0: Uh, not anymore, no. Okay. So, yeah. Boff Sau- Boff <laughs> bof. I remember being taught the word boff at school Boff Maybe it's pronounced like that I was like boff Boff's like Bleh. Isn't it Boff Boff I like it Anyway uh, Welcome this is a video game podcast um, Although we are going to be speaking a bit about stuff that isn't video games at the start But we are going to be talking a lot about Baldrick's Gate Oh That's the uh, Blackadder crossover Oh that would be cool course. Can you imagine a Blackadder Adder. A blackadder um, TTRPG. Yes, that's the word. Or is it a CRP? What's the difference between a TTRPG and a C? Isn't what TT is it? tabletop and this is computer. not tabletop?
1: Com is it? I think so. Oh god, computer. This is going to be really embarrassing now. Yeah, I think it's computer RPG.
0: Uh, CRPG is a uh, compute. Is it computer? Computer role playing game. Yes. You're right. But, but what about if you can play it on PlayStation?
1: That's still a computer. Hmm.
0: Okay. What is ARPG? What's an RPG? ARPG? <laughs> not what's an RPG?
1: Um, that's a good question.
0: Actually. Oh no, ERPG.
1: Electronic? No. Erotic. Now that I'm interested in.
0: Yeah. So was somebody that went to is not that uh, just what Baldur's Gate is anyway? a few years ago as well, weren't they? <laughs> oh. I've got like a wow, all right. smoker's coffee, and I right. don't even smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. It's had a spicy dinner. The French
1: frog in your throat.
0: Oh, ah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the frogs getting out. Um, but yeah, so we have had quite a wild week. So yeah, yesterday, uh, yesterday last week, we recorded the podcast, and we included a bit about uh, Gran Turismo, the movie. Um, unfortunately, they uh, before it went out, um, I got an email from uh the PR company. Was like, hey, I saw your tweet saying that you're going to be talking about it. Do you know that the embargo is like the following week i'm like nope nobody told me that they told me cut cut yeah. <laughs> abort abort so uh, yeah the, the the episode was cut um and edited so it might have been a little bit shorter last week but i mean maybe we'll talk a little bit more about it this week or at least we'll be able to talk about it mm. um so that will be fun um but yeah so we're going to be talking about Baldur's gate because that is the game that everybody's playing um and also, yeah, Gran Turismo, and also we're going to be talking about a Final Fantasy Dragonite, because, yeah, there's there's no week that goes by where we don't talk about Final Fantasy at some point. <laughs> and now I'm levelling up my seminary in Final Fantasy. It's becoming Fantasy a Fo- bit silly now, isn't it? Yeah, we're just a Final Fantasy uh, uh, podcast now. Yeah. What should we be, what, swapping icons?
1: Swapping crystals.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> swapping gooboos. Goo
1: Gooboos. Oh, the the big things—they're the best that you uh, climb on. Uh, you can swapping shoe puffs, swapping shoe puffs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, you ride the shoe puff. <laughs> let's uh, let's not. Anyway, yeah. So speaking of Final Fantasy, before we uh, go into the games, we were we went to a Final Fantasy drag night on Saturday night called Slave Station. Station, and that was. Um, I mean, I think they've done a few. They've. It's been going for like a year and a half now, 18 months. And I think they changed the theme each time, but this
1: time it was well, they, Final Fantasy. They put on a ball, darling. It's a ball. What, diva? Was it a ball? Yes. Well, I oh. call it a ball. It so cr- it was the crystal ball because crystals, Final Fantasy. The and and then previously Egg. they've had Pokemon ones, which were the master ball.
0: Oh, I like that. That's with the clever one. There? The next one's um, in, Correlation in Correlation No in uh, Collaboration Collaboration That's the word In collaboration with um, A fist club Which is apparently A wrestling club so It's I don't wrestling know what that's It's good. not fisting Yeah There's none of that On the stage No that's very different There was not an, Yeah definitely not In the uh, Final Fantasy One that we saw But um, yeah How did you find it? It I was mean, a great
1: night I just good off the train And it was right in front of me <laughs> You're like Where is this place I was just like We get out of the train station And it's right in front There you go it was. Really easy to got get out to. of the
0: train station. Unfortunately, when we came back, trains decided not to be running, so yes. we had to get a fucking Uber all the way home.
1: Shock horror. Ah. Anyway, yeah. So, what did you think of no, it? It was a very, very fun night. It's um, it's run by. Oh God, I've forgotten her name. Vel Velvet.
0: She followed me just recently. That I should do. Let me go and double check. This is very, very professional of us. Um, we should know this. Yeah, but it was. But they no, they were incredible. Um. Velvet Yeah it was it was Velvet
1: Caveat. There we are. That's it. Yes. Um drag uh trans drag performer. And Northern. And Northern. I was I You were like, loving it. Yeah. She said, Oh, I'm from
0: from Yorkshire, I think it was actually. I think she said, like, I'm from Yorkshire and I and then went you
1: were the only person who cheered.
0: I cheered and went, Yes, Yorkshire. And I was alone.
1: <laughs> of course. Um But no, so so they came out at the start dressed as Una. And then the other two mm-hmm. drag performers came out as Payne and Riku. What and they, they look did to you? Yeah. <laughs> they did the whole 10-2 routine, yeah, which was amazing. It was really, really good. Um, so yeah, and then there was there was also Hey Baby and Joe Black, both from Drag Race UK.
0: Yes. Um, I love I mean the, Hey Baby, I wasn't I didn't get so much Final Fantasy from them, but that was an incredible performance. I was like, you know what? That is amazing that performance. Mm. Yeah, whereas Joe Black Great-lit dressed shinker. as the clown from Fan Fantasy 6, Kefka.
1: There you go, See? you're learning. I I was need about, to, play six. I was about I have... to say, can you remember the name? I am,
0: yeah, Kefka, because you mentioned it a few minutes ago, because somebody else, one of our friends, uh, Cliff, Cliff who was thirsting after Ben Star, um, <laughs> uh, Cliff said, um, mentioned the clown and you were like, it's Kefka.
1: Was? Perpetually?
0: Yeah, perpetually. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So, um, yeah, no, but... I. Uh, I really need to play six. Now I want to do them in order, but I think six is the one I'm most looking forward to. And A the clown, B, the suplexing a train, but like the mo and C, I've heard that it like things happen halfway through or something that just make it incredible. Oh yes. But more than anything, the music. Like my favourite Final Fantasy song is Yeah,
2: that one from uh, Final Fantasy
0: 14. Well, I've got that music that plays with some Magitek armor, which is a Magitek mount in Final Fantasy Fourteen, When you play, it, when you get into it, it plays that. And I'm, <clears throat> I'm not a massive fan of the armor of the mount because it's Magitek. <coughs> oh, no, sorry, <clears throat> both of us I mean, have got frogs in today. Yeah, it's just eaten about ten minutes I mean, ago. That, that's, that's probably why. Yeah. Um, but there's yeah, there's this Magitek mount, and I'm not a massive fan of Magitek. Be- I don't know, like when it comes to Final Fantasy, I don't care so much, especially 14. I don't really care for the. Magitech Empire type stuff I'm more into the kind of fantasy which I, mean,
1: I know in 6 there's going to be a lot of it I was going to say not, sp- not spoiling too much mm. but Magitech is a big part of 6
0: and maybe that'll make me you know turn but me to it but that's what makes the world really interesting yeah that's
1: my because thing. it's it's this kind of Magitech steampunk kind of vibe of like yeah technology meets magic and that's what makes it so cool and that's why it needs to be remade. please, yeah. Please, Square Enix. But remake this, 6.
0: But this mount that uh, I've got and it plays this amazing song and I had no idea it was from 6 um, and it was that one. Mm. Um, but it's like a really cool kind of orchestral version of it and... Yeah, and I'm like, well, I'm very, very excited to get to six, so I can just literally play that all the time. Um,
1: and you'll understand all of the references at long yeah. last.
0: And I'm going from, I'm going through them, so I start at one. I'm currently, well, I've just start restarted. <laughs> I'm going two. through all sixteen. I'm at two. <laughs> well, I've gone through a couple of them before, sure. but I'm, uh, yeah, wanting to do them from the start, so I will get to six. But also, it's good because it builds up like the graphical quality
1: each time. Like, there's even a big difference, I'd say, between two and one. So, dear listeners, in about two years' time, he might have got to six. Oh yeah, that's yeah, I, I mean, genuinely, <laughs> <laughs> two years. <laughs> Boulder's Gate exists. That is a, a lot of other games exist.
0: Oh, a lot of a lot of games don't exist now, but are going to be existing in the next two years. Mm. Sea of Stars. Can't wait.
1: Sea of Stars. Don't ruin it. <laughs> don't ruin it for me.
0: Wait, wait, it wouldn't ruin it. That's an amazing song from an amazing
1: film. Incorrect.
0: You've got a DVD of it.
1: It was given to me. I did not buy buy it or spend money on it.
0: <sighs> La La Land. Great, great film.
1: It's not. <clears throat> anyway, um Slay Station. Yeah. So it was all these <laughs> different <were> <laughs> all these different performances based on Final Fantasy characters. Um a lot of them were different songs but related. Mm-hmm. So Kefka was Tom Waits' song,
0: "Little Drop of Poison." Yeah. I like
1: my something
0: with yeah. a little. Yeah, um, but apparently that is related to something oh, in the game. It's a reference. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> Which I'm not going to tell you, but it's no. a reference. Yeah. Ah, uh, Joe Joe Black is brilliant, and I know Joe Black's had a bit of a bad deal because uh, they were on UK Drag Race, I think season one, and they were like two. Two,
1: three, one. I thought it was one, one of them. On. No, not one.
0: No, because it was the one that had COVID, not I think. H and M. I think they no, I think it was two because it was the mm. one where or it might be three actually. It was what well, you no, know, it was two, I think. Where because they, they were booted off first and then they came back when one left from with COVID. Yes, yes it
1: was two because that first lip sync was was Joe Black and Bimini.
0: That's right, yeah. Who were two really good ones? um no but i kind of yeah joe black's had a bit of a rough deal because then they came back and then they went o- away but it was like oh joe black is this really well-known famous uh drag queen on the uk scene and look look in they've brighton. gone first <clears throat> in brighton yeah and look they've gone first um and some say the judging was a bit harsh because they were basing their outfit on the inside of the pavilion or something like that i don't know
1: Something like that,
0: yeah. Yeah, but it was... um, But, like, every... Like, seeing them, I'm like, they are very, very talented. Mm. And a, a great performer. I really like them.
1: Very silly performer.
0: Very silly and very witty and very... You're not quite sure what they're going to say. Mm. <laughs> Which, Which I do good. appreciate.
1: There was also a cosplay competition. Oh, my God. And there was some very good cosplay. The Lulu who won uh, was incredible.
0: My favourite bit was... When we were, because we got there a little bit early, and so we were having drinks and we were looking around. And you, I think you said if you had to come as a cosplay, you'd be like Lulu. And I was like, oh, I, I mean, wish there was a Lulu.
1: Lulu's an absolute queen, and she then, is an absolute badass. The belt skirt is incredible. And Iconic. Then
0: like five minutes later, Lulu walked in, yeah, and we're like, wow, that is amazing. And yeah, and she ended up winning.
1: She did, and then had a really lovely speech about being. Um, black and queer and a ace, rem- ace. Yeah. Um. And how like this drag night has given her a space, and it was like it was all very emotional.
0: Oh god, yeah, she was crying. The host was crying. Everybody was just like, oh god, it was. It was like if anybody else had won, it would have been disappointing.
1: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: But I think the pe- the other people that were on stage that obviously didn't win, were very, very happy that she had done.
1: Yes, deserved. Mm. And we also got to hang out with some of the cast of 16. Nearly all of it. <laughs> Nearly all of them. Um, our our new best friend, Ben Starr. Yes. Uh, along with other members of the cast, which was really nice to actually meet meet them properly.
0: Yeah, there were lots of them. I've got to give a big shout out to David Benkin, who we chatted with for quite a while, and who plays Barnabas. And just a really, really nice guy. Um, hopefully we will uh, do something with him. Hopefully. Oh, God, it's what happens when you're recording Croydon and you get a freaking car alarm in the background. I don't know if you can hear it. I've got decent uh, stuff on the mic, processor, amp, whatever it is. But yeah, <laughs> but no, David is was just a really, really nice guy, and I wasn't aware he was. He also voices. Oh, now's a police car. Great. Uh, he also voices uh, Luke's. We can ca- pause and shut the
1: window if you want. No,
0: no, it's fine. This is this gives the proper effect of living in uh, in South London. Um, but yeah, no, David is also the voice actor of he plays Luke Skywalker in Lego Star Wars. I was like,
1: wow. And a load of other stuff. Yeah. He's in Valhalla. Every game.
0: Yeah. So we yeah, hopefully we will uh you know, we'll get him on at some point. Hopefully. Um, yes. That will be the dream. But there's just so many really, really nice people there. Um got China on. Yeah, yeah. So who else were we talking? We're talking with somebody who, if you haven't played 16 Cover your ears for a second. Five, you've got five <laughs> seconds. We spoke to the voice actor um, who played Joshua,
1: who was really, really
0: nice. And mm-hmm.
1: he's a... He he's a, a friend of a friend.
0: Friend of a friend, yeah. It's a small world.
1: And it's a shame because his character is a spoiler, basically, Yeah, in the game. So he hasn't been able to be part of mm. all of the marketing and all of the previews and the rest of the cast are getting all the attention and he hasn't really had anything, so... It was nice for him to be there and to be on stage with everyone else and celebrating. <laughs>
0: yeah, the thing we we're, were talking is like, yeah, I've already accidentally spoiled it for two people <laughs> so far. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like a, yeah, just really nice hanging out and chatting with people and yeah, like it was. I think we missed the entire second half of the show. Not all of it. Most no, because we, the we missed a couple show. of little performances because yeah. we were chatting. That's what happened. That's what you do with those. Well, exactly. It's what yeah.
1: happens. Yeah, it's what happens. Um, but but do yeah. you know what was one of my favourite things About the evening was the fact that it finished at half ten And then we could oh. go home
0: <laughs> It was, it was half eleven you know
1: Was it, was it that late? Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, it was eleven actually, I think it was eleven it oh, finished okay. But then by the time we got to the train station With like an hour before the final train And then we got to the train station Oh no, uh, trains finished
1: early today mm. <sighs> But I do like that When you're like, okay it's a night out But it started at you know half seven All right, In theory finished at half ten And then you're like, great! I've had a lovely time, and now I can go home and go to bed Mm. and have a good sleep, uh, and finally catch up on some jet lag.
0: Yes, because yeah, you're still jet lagged
1: from. Well, I was. I'm all right now. I'm all right now. Um, But that that stuck around for a good few days. I had a few days of feeling very dizzy and out of sorts, which was very strange.
0: Oh, well, just don't go again.
1: Oh, I will. (laughs) I will certainly go again.
0: I'll come with you next time, and we'll both have. uh... Yeah, we'll both feel like shit afterwards. (laughs) Great, we'll take some time off. Well, actually, no. I think we said if we go again, if like you go again, I'll come along, and we'll make a holiday of it and have some days either side of it where we can actually get used to the time. That would be nice. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, um, shall we? Well, let's talk about Gran Turismo maybe after a bit of games, because we are there are games we need to talk about. This is a video game.
1: game. That is true. Okay, go on. Let's talk. Tell us what did you think of Grand... Because we went well, to see Okay, we always talk about what we've been playing, mm-hmm. but we can include now a bit of what we've what we've been seeing. What we've been watching. What we've been watching. Men.com. You might have done, but I haven't. No. Uh is that no, th-
0: we- actually no, I've never been. Are you kidding me? Genuinely of never. Of course,
1: men.com. I mean, I
0: know it exists, but I've never been on there. Is it like a subscription site or is it a kind of
1: What do you YouTube? think?
0: I don't know. <laughs> Probably subscription. <laughs>
1: is it? Because it hasn't got the word tube in it. Yeah. If it was men tube, it was men tube. Are you Googling men tube now? I'm going to, I'm going to Google. Wow. Both. Just to show you.
0: Wow. Here we go, folks. This is, this is what happens. Enter, Enter
1: men.com.
0: This is what happens when you don't have a video version. Uh, right. yeah.
1: Join now, sign in immediately. How much? Oh, how much? Oh, uh.
2: That's not too 12 bad. 12
1: months membership is £6.53 a month. How much is that for 12 months though? Building one payment of £78.
0: Yeah, we'll go halves.
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> and then Mentube. Mentube.com. <laughs> I bet Mentube's one. It's Safari, can't find the page.
0: What? Well, somebody buy it.
1: Oh, Quick, hmm. someone
0: buy Mentube. But about Mentube?
1: ManTube, that's that's something different man tube has to be has to be one man oh yeah let's see. well no that that actually um redirects to gayroom.com oh goodness me that is not uh <laughs> there's no landing page on there is there that's
0: <laughs> that's go straight in literally i mean that, that. it's it, a good job we're yeah. not doing the video version of this that's next time. Um if anybody's listening and been like, "Hey, wait a minute, you promised that this would be on video." It was about to be and unfortunately UPS decided to postpone uh the new camera and arm for the yeah, for the setup. So, apologies. Yeah. Ed, will you stop looking at it?
1: It's really disgusting.
0: You say it's really which one are you looking at?
1: Just all of them.
0: Oh god, peeping housekeeper. <laughs> Ed <laughs> put it away so and, the, and the phone <laughs> oh, <shut laughs> anyway so welcome to uh porn watch longs. that's going to be our new thing um
1: well we are swapping joysticks
0: that is true yeah what would uh, an episode of swapping joysticks be without a bit of dick a bit of uh, <laughs> watching porn alongside doesn't your dad listen to this podcast your dad listens to this podcast <coughs> oh god sometimes hi ed's dad if you're listening
1: I'm sure he I, mean, he
0: I didn't corrupt him he corrupted himself.
1: Anyway, Brum Brum cars. Yes. We went to way see Grand Turismo. Swapping is, gear sticks. There you go. Uh, Swapping gear sticks. This is the the uh, the Gran Turismo section. So, Gran Turismo is a film based on Gran Turismo the video game. Kind of. It's it's based on a true story. Yeah. Because I I think a lot of people are probably wondering, how have they made a game out of Gran Turismo, which is a, a, sorry, a a film out of Gran Turismo, which is a game where you just race around tracks and it's really, really fucking boring. I would
0: disagree.
1: (laughs) It's Uh, no Mario Kart.
0: You go to the cafe in uh, GT7. Where we all go to buy cars. And you get a menu and you have to earn the three cars to complete a menu. And if that doesn't make sense...
1: Then pity you. It doesn't. Um, so what they've done to make the film is taken a true story. Yes. Or at least based it mostly on a true story. I think that's quite a bit of it. Which is, I've forgotten his surname, Yan. Yan something. Something, yeah. Wow. No. We're doing well. Who was a uh, a young guy who was really good at playing Gran Turismo. And he was so good that he ended up getting picked up by Nissan and became a real-life actual driver purely from his skill of playing a video game. Are you finding his name?
0: Um, yeah, I'm trying to get the uh, the the story. Gran Turismo is a 2023 American biographical sports drama directed by Neil Blomkamp from a screenplay by Jason Hall and Zach Balin. Blah, blah, blah. Um, it is both based on the racing simulation video game series of the same name and based on the true story of Jan Mardenborough a teenage Gran Turismo player who was able to become a professional race car driver the film stars Archie Madekwe as Mardenborough alongside David Harbour, Orlando Bloom Darren Barnett Jerry Hallowell Horner and Jimon Hunso
1: I'd like to forget that Jerry Hallowell Horner is in this film I'd, I'd forgotten just
0: then yeah
1: Oh, I have not forgotten. I just wish I could. <laughs> she is the worst thing about that film.
0: She's not
1: that bad. She, she is. I mean, she's a... I didn't realise that she was an actor. She's not. <laughs> <laughs> she's quite clearly not. Uh-huh. Like, why... I don't understand why she's in that film. Is she there because she's married to Christian Horner and it's a bit of, like, car Thor Like, to make it look more authoritative that there's someone from real life there? Which is ridiculous. Is he not giving her enough money that she has to go and do her own stuff? Like, this?
0: Maybe she just awful wants to do girl. it. Maybe she wants to be
1: who expert. the hell cast her? they, maybe they need. I mean, they had and if they up. did, why did they not give her any bloody acting lessons?
0: I think she. I didn't realize it was her for a while.
1: I don't know how you couldn't.
0: Well, like, her voice, obviously, was very, very the, like was the same. But I mean, oh, I'm used my to seeing
1: baby. Yeah. Are you driving a car?
0: I'm used to seeing her on like the pit wall when and uh, on Drive to Survive when she's kind of not pale back with the makeup and stuff. So it's... I I didn't particularly recognise her.
1: She's very recognisable, Ben.
0: I don't know. I don't particularly stare at Jerry Halliwell pictures. I wasn't a Spice Girls fan as a kid. What? I was S-Club 7 and Steps.
1: Oh, you're so young.
0: I'm literally (laughs) a year younger than you, granddad. Uh, No, Spice Girls just... I mean, the songs are all right, but I, I wasn't... Like, they... Wanna be? Okay. I didn't really like
1: R- real talk. Spice Girls songs are not very good. The no, whole thing was a marketing ploy.
0: Yes, exactly. And I <laughs> didn't, I didn't fall for it. S Club Seven. I,
1: well, I had the albums, but I still didn't fall for
0: it. S Club Seven had the better music. As the girls allowed a bit later on as well. Like girls loud music is the best.
1: Oh yeah, but that's that's different.
0: It is different. Well done, <laughs> yeah, different music.
1: You no know, Spice
0: Girls were the only one I real. I quite liked. I mean, you know me. I like my ballads. I liked Mama.
1: Mama. Oh my god, that's the worst one. I love you. No, that's saccharine fucking Hallmark card bullshit. I like that kind of stuff though. No, I thought we were gonna say Viva Forever. Oh no, no, yes. Sorry, it's actually that, that is one. A good Yes, song. that is.
0: Yeah, Viva Forever. It's like, for example, Five. Everybody Get Up was great.
1: Everybody Get Up. I mean,
0: I love Everybody Get Up, but one of my favourite was Closer to You, or Close to You, which was their final like goodbye song. I'm gonna play a little bit, and then it doesn't matter. It's a few seconds. Um, five, close, closer to me. Let me see. Let me put it in the middle.
2: Yeah,
0: do you know it? No
1: idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right, where's the chorus? It's coming. It's coming. This bit. This bit. Oh where's the chorus I need to This is We're gonna get Pulled aren't we Here we go This beat Oh classic I'm gonna add that to the playlist We're putting that on I have
1: no interest in that song What? (sighs) Oh You've lost your taste. It's no slam dunk. The funk. Mm. Na, 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 na. Five were actually That's one of my favorite
0: tune. bands as a kid. Like favorite groups. They were great. Yeah, along with S Club, Rip Paul. The new S Club song's good, actually. I really like it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a grower. So it was Padam Padam. For the first time I heard Padam Padam, I was like, "This is all right." And then the second time, I was like,
1: "Gay." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, two times is is quicker than a grower.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's 2 or 3 times for uh, S Club. Interesting.
1: Anyway, what Jerry we? is in this film, she's not very good. Um but yeah, it's a film it's this biographical film which happens to be also about Gran Turismo. And let's be real for a second, I mean we always are. The whole film is just an advert for the game,
0: especially the first 30 minutes. Like I I literally told you when I came out and you were like, yeah, it is the whole film, is an advert for Gran Turismo, but I was like, no, no, the first 30 minutes, the amount of times they said, no, Gran Turismo is
1: more than a game, it's a simulator, it's a they, real... Yeah, that, that was the quote, it was, yeah. Gran Turismo is not a game, it's a racing simulator. Yeah, but it's because like... there's it, a difference, apparently.
0: Uh, it is, I mean, there's games and simulators, but simulators are kind of not used as commercially, I guess, as they are. Like something like, um, oh God, what's the game that everybody, is it R know so there's a special like racing there, there's some kind of steam racing simulator game that, that's, used that, that, like, that's used in esports there's used in esports and yeah. like the absolute professionals use this but it's not something that's easily marketable like that is a simulator Gran Turismo yes it is a simulator but it's also a game um, but like there was a few quotes there that said like yeah it's this is more than a this is more than a game it's an actual it's the most realistic simulator ever and like and then we met somebody who'd been to see it as well with us a few uh, days later, and they said, "Oh my god, the first thirty minutes!" And I'm like, yeah, "Yes, yeah. that is exactly what I've been saying."
1: Because the first thirty minutes is when you see him playing Gran Turismo, and they show the game and mm. his setup with the wheels and the and the the wheels, not the wheel steering wheel, the steering wheel. I mean, there's a wheel, yeah, it's yeah, a wheel. Fine, uh, and the pedals—that's the word I was looking for—and mm. uh, the whole setup, and it's all very much like, "Look how cool our game is." And but the message of the film is nothing to do with him, to be honest. It's very much about the product of Gran Turismo. And isn't Gran Turismo so realistic and so great that someone is able to become a real racing driver because of it? And it's like, yeah, but he went through all this training in mm-hmm. a real car, which had nothing to do with the game. So it might have got him the first way, but he definitely still had to like learn to drive a proper car.
0: Yeah, and like it does so obviously it tells you that you can probably imagine what happens but um <clears throat> like it then finishes and I'm not going to give it away but after let's say his career doesn't really go anywhere from the point after the film finishes but they don't say anything about that
1: of course not well he's in the film he's the stunt driver in the film yeah he is so that's actually quite cool that at least he's in it yeah um and I like that The one thing I actually, well, there are a couple of things that I did actually quite like about it. I like, I was not a fan of Jerry Halliwell, Horner, and I was not a big fan of the story just because it's very predictable. It's very obvious where it's going. You know that he's going to succeed. I mean, spoiler, it's really obvious. So whenever they have any more emotional moments, for me, it just doesn't really feel earned because it's just, there's no tension at all. It's really obvious where the story is going to go. So the story for me didn't really go anywhere that was exciting to me. I didn't find it tense. I didn't find it that interesting. What I did quite like though was the actual racing. And I know you didn't. I just, it really wound me up how
0: nearly every single race was a photo finish. It's like, no, in real life, Formula One has it where, you know, lap times are almost identical like between all the races on the thing and they don't have photo finishes. It's very, very rare to have a photo finish so that these cars that are quite different. And I don't know, it's just like he needed third place. And so he like the fourth and third place are literally like a millisecond apart. And that happens like three times during the film. I just, it, it, like you said, it didn't
1: earn that drama. Yeah. It was very forced. Mm. And that I agree on, absolutely. It was like
0: a a kid had created it and been like, let's try and make it more exciting. It's like, oh yeah, he won by a lap. Oh no, but in the film, I don't know whether it's what it was like in, in real life, whether they were all, maybe they were all, you know, photo finishers. Who knew? Who knows? But maybe I just got the impression that actually in real life, it was maybe, you know, he won by 20 seconds or he came third by 20 seconds, but they're like, no, that's not exciting enough. We need to make it... High drama. Yeah, and it's like, well, if it's based on a true story, I want as realism as as much realism as possible. That's another reason why I wasn't a massive fan of Rush, which I think you liked, but there was mm. quite a lot of over-dramatization in that that maybe wasn't genuine or wasn't
1: real. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Gran Turismo, they they say it's a real racing simulator and it's all about realism in the car and then the actual film is pretty fantastical. But there were some
0: sense. yeah, there were some bits in the film and I was like, "Bloody, oh wow, that's they've made that up to make drama." And actually, no, it was real. There were there's a moment in there that's like really Shocking, like you'll you'll get to it if you see it. Um and I was like, Wow, that's horrific. And then Googled it afterwards. I was like, Oh, that actually happened. Wow, that is quite grim. Mm. Um But so there were bits in it that yeah, it's not a documentary. I wouldn't mind a documentary, I think I'd prefer a documentary, but it's it wouldn't be able to sell Center. No, it's, no it's no Senna. Senna is the one of the greatest Docu films ever made.
1: Um but what I meant when I liked the racing, essentially, is the way it's filmed. Yeah. Um, they have essentially tried to put the game on film. So a lot of the camera angles are sort of just behind the car in a similar viewpoint to when you're playing the game um, or different camera angles of, of of in and around the car. Or it's almost like you're watching a replay of a race a the way that it's was, done. it. I mean, it is a bit cheesy, but it does create that connection between the game and the film. And I appreciated that. I liked the they have like markers on top of the car to show their their place or the um what's it called the driving line the driving line um they have that sort of oh, the, super, racing line, the racing sorry. line they have that superimposed on the track so you can sort of see their angles and what they're doing but he's going off the racing line he has to go off the line of course he does to yeah. overtake mm. um i actually I, I quite liked those little elements like yes it's a bit cheesy but it does create that link between the game and the film, which I think otherwise you wouldn't you wouldn't have otherwise. You'd be like, why is this a Gran Turismo film without those bits? Cause it could have just been a generic mm. racing film, if that makes sense.
0: I don't know. Do you think people <coughs> do you think that Gran Turismo like players, people who love Gran Turismo are gonna like this or hate this? Because uh, I think it's gonna be one or the other.
1: I don't I don't know if Gran Turismo players are desperate to see their game on film,
0: yeah, I think this might but, cause people to play Gran Turismo.
1: But people who like films and, and like stuff like Senna or other sort of racing documentaries and things, I don't think they're suddenly going to turn around and say, "I really like Grand. I want to go play Gran Turismo." Because this film is not good enough, I don't think, to make you want to play the game.
0: I don't know. I think some people might want to play it after playing that, and be like, "Oh, it's a natural simulator. I want to try a simulator, a racing
1: simulator. If it's that realistic." I mean, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. It was the film. Also, sounded great. I will say, like the sounds of the engines, like the the kind of roar of the engines, the click of all the um of the clutch and the just like the little you know that really satisfying clunk when you close uh, the car door. Yeah, like just little things like that. Just it sounded so good. So they just had the mics placed in the right, the right place. They did do and that. Just... And they did
0: show at the end of the film, didn't they? How they filmed it. Like with the, like they had they had it in a studio, like filming and mm. recording it. Yeah, the sound is good. I just, I hate films that are really predictable and are just overly dramatised at the expense of realism. I'm gonna go and compare it to a film you hate, which we we're just talking about, La La Land. Ugh. The one thing I loved about La La Land, apart from the music, was that it felt real even though it was set in like Hollywood with all these fake people and all these celebrities, like the actual consequences and what happened in that film felt genuine and felt like, yeah, that is something that could happen. And I liked, especially if you've not seen the ending and you want to watch it, c- cover your ears. But the fact that at the end, it wasn't a happy ending and, you know, they just went off with their, Yeah. They had this romance, but they just, then eventually they went off and had their own separate lives I like that kind of realism, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm kind of invested. That does feel realistic, and I enjoyed that. Whereas this was just Hollywood, which is weird because La La Land is literally about Hollywood. But this just felt very much a let's get a film that people that are that film critics are not going to necessarily like, but you know, the people who buy all the popcorn
1: are. It's a Gran Turismo is a popcorn film. It to is. Sit. And watch a couple of hours of a bit of supposedly realistic racing, but basically a bit of silly driving with some popcorn. And in that sense, it's a perfectly fine, fun film.
0: If you if your partner if your partner took you to Barbie and forced you to go and see Barbie, now you can get your own back and force and take them to see Gran Turismo. Cause I imagine there's not a massive crossover
1: no not at all (laughs) not at all uh,
0: I mean you're probably somebody that would like to see Barbie I would like to see Barbie whereas I would have probably been more of a Gran Turismo person although now I've seen it I'm like me
1: (laughs) what are you trying to say about us Ben what are you implying by that that you're a bottom wow
0: Wow. (laughs) Uh, no tops like Barbie as well
1: yeah I'm sure Yeah. Well, the actual thing is that I've got taste in wanting to see Barbie and you can go and watch your driving, your driving films.
0: Hmm. Didn't Barbie make a billion dollars? It's absolutely huge. But did you see the thing about Call of Duty? What about it? So Barbie made, has made a billion dollars and Call of Duty made 800 million in one weekend.
1: So it's quite big then.
0: I'm just saying video games are (laughs)
1: huge. Oh yes Video
0: games are oh, yes. Absolutely massive um, Even when you're comparing it To like the biggest films Out there Like Mario Movie And Barbie Are the only two I think that have reached A billion dollars But like yeah Call of Duty Can do that in a week <laughs> Yep hmm. That's video games for you Should we go on to video games Let's That was so, oh, Gran by the way, Turismo So that was our Gran Turismo review What would we give Gran Turismo out of five Are we scoring Yeah I think we're both Probably going to say The same thing Two Two Yeah. Yeah, It's not offensive. I think one out of fives are ones that I would want to walk out of. I didn't want to walk out of it. Although, because it was a preview, we had to sit through the entire uh, credits because I think that's the polite thing when you go to a preview. Of
1: course. And applaud at the end. I didn't applaud. Mm, I don't think I did either. I think you did. You did a couple of claps. A a token clap. No, I I refuse.
0: (laughs) They're not there. They're on strike. (laughs) That's true. Um... Yeah, so two out of five. Go if you've got like Cineworld Unlimited
1: card. Or if you really like cars.
0: Yeah, and you like the sound of cars and you don't mind Jerry Halliwell.
1: Horner. I, I just don't know who, you just don't who like, that crossover is.
0: I mean, I think you've got an extra dislike for her because she's married to Christian Horner, who is the team principal of Red Bull, who wear Max Verstappen races, And also Chris uh, Christian Horner is a troll.
1: Yes. He's an ultimate troll. Correct. Yeah. Why would you want to be married to someone like that?
0: Well, I mean, there are there are reasons, I'm sure. I bet he's quite nice to I bet Christian Horne is a, an amazing person to have on your side.
1: I don't want to be anywhere near him.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure the feelings mutual. Good. <laughs> okay, so video games, it oh, was like 38 minutes in already. Um video games, well I mean, yeah, Gran Turismo is one. What it is. have you been playing? And I think we've both been playing a big game.
1: Well, yeah, we've both been playing the same thing. I, I spent the weekend... Well, actually, I played one thing that I will talk about next week. Oh? Oh, yeah. Um, because embargo. the embargo is Wednesday. But I have been in a bit of a weird place with games over the weekend where nothing is quite satisfying me. And I really hate it when that happens. And I think it's because there's just so many good games out at the moment. It's very hard to satisfy. There's so much choice that my head is just constantly turned to other things. So I've dabbled in a bit more Zelda, which I really like. It's a really good video game. But it's just not grabbing me in the way that Breath of the Wild did. Breath of the Wild was so original and unique. And this is just more of the same. And even though it does a lot of things better, it's just not exciting me in the way that breath of the wild did. Um, I'm really enjoying Octopath traveler. I've been playing that again recently. I was playing some of that on the flight to Vegas. I've played a bit since and it's a brilliant game, but it's also a hundred hours long and I'm already 30 hours in. in, And there are so many other games that I want to play. I could just mainline that for the rest of the year and play nothing else. And I, I I don't have time for that. So I'm going to have to put that down and play something else. Um, but just nothing is quite grabbing me in, in 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 a way that I thought it would, and that includes Baldur's Gate Three. Oh, Ed, it's a masterpiece. Well, <clears throat> neither of us have played it for long enough to judge it by that.
0: I'm on. T- I'm ten hours in.
1: I'm about three. Yeah, and a good hour of that was creating my character. Yeah, I ended up which making it was twice. The most fun that I've had with that game is making the character at the start
0: when you say that is there a specific
1: part of it that you found a lot of fun oh i chose the dick very quickly yeah it's the first thing i did <laughs> straight in yep i want that one thanks yeah.
0: did you go for hairy or not
1: hairy yeah cut or uncut uncut okay
0: just like yourself wow <laughs> you really have made it realistic As you know you haven't i've seen your character um, he's oh, not a halfling what are you going to say there he's not a, he's not a halfling I've seen your dick <laughs> well, really. well
1: surprise surprise <laughs> listeners <laughs> um, no so I have chosen to play as a halfling now have you? I ha- no sorry half elf <laughs> it's not to say it's real, it is realistic no, <laughs> half elf you confused me Why? what you were just saying
0: so, so halfling is a hobbit
1: yes but they're not allowed to call
0: them hobbits no
1: so the first part of boulders gate is choosing your character and essentially it's like creating a character sheet in DD. um it's who you're going to play as for the rest of the game there are so many options and not all of them are visual which i didn't realize because i felt a bit disappointed by the lack of face shapes yeah it's kind of a series of presets and then you can tweak kind of hair and piercings but there's not that many face options, which was a little bit disappointing for me. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder why. But then there are loads of options in terms of your character, in terms of their background, and their class, and their race, and, and that's all these the,
0: different. Things. That's what D and D fans will be caring about, really. Yeah, that's what. They, yeah,
1: that exactly. That's what they care about more. I wanted to be a magic character because I'm always a magic character even though in DD they are the most difficult characters to play as. Yeah, tell me about it. So I decided to be a sorcerer because they are naturally gifted. And saucy. And thorthy, Uh, Because my intention is to be a slutty mage, basically. The, the realism in this. Yeah, exactly. So I created my magic character. And you really want to be an elf with magic characters because they get bonuses for magic. However, elves are not allowed to have beards. Yeah, no. Which I've, is discriminatory, I think.
0: Because I've got a drow. Yes. And I'm not allowed a beard either.
1: And that's why I went for a half-elf, purely so I could have a beard. Ah, and I'm a drow,
0: which is an evil elf. A dark elf. Dark elf. Not evil. Just dark. Mine's going to be evil. Ooh. Well, no, actually. But yeah, no, I've, I'm actually going to re-roll mine. Again? Well, I did, and then I died, and it went back, and I was like, oh, I can't be bothered doing all that. Anyway, um, no, I guess I've gone as a ranger, as a drow ranger, which is cool, but I've been told that um, for a drow, the best, like, stats and stuff are to be a rogue. and I do kind of want to be a rogue that pickpockets
1: people. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I made my character, and then and and I went full emo fantasy of, like, Guyliner, slick back hair, piercings. Like, yeah. I've, I've gone very emo with my character. Very Gerard Way. Yeah, I'm into it. And then you have to make a companion, which then was another however long in trying to make a c- companion.
0: Luckily, they didn't give you all the options for that one.
1: That is true. <laughs> That's true. So I was thinking, actually, of going for human, and then I decided, no, no, this is too similar to my character. So I'm going to go for a tiefling, and I made an incredibly hot devil and I'm really into him.
0: Well, that's the reason why I reset my... I redid it. Because uh, I said... I started it. I played a little bit and then ended up... Um, I was being like, okay, I'm going to go... Well, I actually just created it and then stopped. And then I did a stream um, on YouTube. YouTube.com slash I went and did like, yeah, the first two hours on there. And I remade it because apparently your companion needs to be somebody that you want to fuck. And my companion... I made as a little halfling to look like you. (laughs) Wow. And I was going to call it Ed, but then I clicked on next and I was like, oh, I couldn't name it. Um, But also, you're lovely, but the the character, it wasn't a very complimentary uh, looking character.
1: How dare. So I reset it. How very dare.
0: So now my, my, now my guy's like some like kind of side character from Assassin's Creed Valhalla. He looks like he could throw me because I'm a bit twinkish as a dark elf. So now I've got this big Giant, I think he's the, I don't know what he is actually, human maybe, or maybe
1: something else. But yeah, he's big and beefy and strong. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I'm yet to meet my companion. I don't know at what point you meet them. And I'm very excited to because he is hot. Okay. So that was fun, creating the character. And I think because I put so much thought into it and so much effort into it in terms of creating, you know, deciding on the class and all that sort of stuff that immediately got me invested in the character and in the story a lot more than a lot of other games that just throw you straight in so i'm really invested and i really like the world i like the characters i've met so far gail is particularly attractive
0: yeah no gail's mine
1: yeah sorry i mean him and asterian both at once
0: yeah asterian's a bit you like asterian
1: he's sexy scoundrel
0: He's definitely a scoundrel. Gail, I like, but he has... Have you spoken... Have you encountered, like, his... The thing that he needs?
1: Not yet. Okay.
0: No, there's a bit, and I'm like, are you going to be a bit of a liability? (laughs) So I'm like, "Uh, do I need to... Shall I keep him? Is he going to be okay, or is he going to be a liability? He requires something quite often, and it's not sex, unfortunately.
1: Damn it. (laughs) Because that I'm willing to give.
0: Yeah, I mean, same, same. My <laughs> my little Twinkie dark elf is down to be thrown around. <laughs> DTF with Gale. DTF, yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah, we haven't. I don't think either of us have experienced some of the wild stories that we've seen people encounter. Yeah, like I saw somebody on Twitter their bard was playing music for everybody and there was like a crowd around the bard and then their rogue just went around pickpocketing all the people watching, which I thought was hilarious. Absolute
1: genius. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot you can do in this game. It is very creative. You can come up with your own solutions to so many different things, be whoever you want to be, steer the story in different directions. I am very, very much at the beginning, so I just am not far in enough to be able to comment on that.
0: i got a good story. Go on. Um, I went... So I needed to look for some people that were, and I found them in a cave. So I went in the, the cave and found them and they were fighting the this giant werewolf type person, uh, like a werewolf boss, along with their like little uh, minions and fought them. And I'm playing this on adventure mode, which is their version of easy, which is it's not easy. This is a very difficult game, um, especially for people who are maybe quite new to this uh, genre. And it kind of destroyed me because this person had like 48 health or something like that, which, you know, take, that's a quite a few turns to get them down, but he had lots of kind of minions with him. So I was like, okay, now I could see, because the cave was like U-shaped, I went in the other side. So I went in the other side to kind of get behind the enemy. Um, and so the people that were trapped in the cave, I was on the other side of the enemy from them. And... As I started fighting, I got quite close to the big boss one and then just got chatting with him, had a little chat, went into his mind and stuff and convinced him that he needed not to kill us and he needed to go into the cave and kill the people in there. So he went and did that and killed the people that we were meant to be saving. Wow. So, I mean, because we wanted something of theirs, but now we've got it. Um, because they they didn't put up a fight. So yeah, they went in there, they destroyed and mangled the people that we were meant to be, you know, going and kind of helping and then convinced him as well. Afterwards, I got some lucky rolls, convinced him to go and turn on his own brood and start attacking the other mini werewolves, which worked up to a point until they did kill him. Uh, and then I just like picked off the last three people that were left or the last three werewolves that were left. And I was like, great. It's just pure carnage. Everybody is dead now, but it worked.
1: See, that's what's great about this game is that you can talk your way through things and use your skills in different ways. And I really like that. I just haven't experienced that myself yet because I'm not far in enough. I think for me, it's just it's very, very overwhelming Oh, it because is. there are so many options. And I don't think it does a very good job of explaining itself, especially the combat. So if you are familiar with D&D and you've played tabletop games, you'll understand the idea of rolling dice and the difference between a cantrip and a spell and how things work. And as a noob in that world, I know nothing about that. And this is my chance to learn about it. But I'm finding it a bit of a brick wall and I'm finding it quite impenetrable to get through. So I've died quite a few times in battle, really not doing very well because I am just too used to Final Fantasy battles. And compared
0: um, to Divinity Original Sin 2 as well, this is a lot different.
1: Well, we haven't really played very much of that anyway. I know i
0: played quite a bit of that and it's very different. This, is, yeah. yeah.
1: So for me, I'm, I really don't want to bounce off it because I want to persevere. I want to try and understand it. So much of the news is about this game. So many people are playing it. Twitch is full of people playing it. We know people so, who are
0: voice actors. In yeah. It.
1: So I really want to like this game. So I'm going to push through. I'm going to keep playing it. But at the moment, I'm finding it a very, very difficult game to get into. As much as I'm invested in my own character, mm. I just think combat it just hasn't clicked for me yet. And hopefully in a couple of weeks, I'll still be playing it and I'll be like, okay, I'm into it. And combat's yeah. great and I understand it. But at the beginning, I'm at the moment, I am really struggling with this game and I really, really want to like it.
0: I think just keep pushing at it because it is something that I mean you are literally are making progress. You're able to move from place to place, and if you, if you do find a, an enemy or a, like a battle is really tough, go go somewhere else. Um, it's at least you are making progress because there's a game. It's slightly reminding me a bit of Crusader Kings Three. I don't know if you've ever played that, mm-hmm. but if you played it, yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. Same, I, and I I down I literally downloaded it about four times because I downloaded it, tried a bit. I had absolutely no idea what was going on. It was like, oh, 98% chance of winning this battle. And I ended up losing every time. I'm like, I don't understand what I'm meant to be doing here. But kept on installing and then watching videos and trying to go back into it. I just could not get it whatsoever. But this, I feel like, yeah, I am learning a little bit. Um, it's like, and you can try things a different way. Like I went, there's a, another bit just after that cave incident where I went and spoke to this people in a castle and they were like, oh yeah, we're hunting this thing. We, you, we really need you to find this thing. This thing is causing loads of problems. We want you to kill it. And I was like, yeah, sure, go on then. And then I went and found that thing. And that thing actually was a really nice misunderstood thing. Right. And actually the, pers- the people that sent me after it, they were the bad people mm-hmm. or, or maybe the bad people. And I ended up dying quite soon after. So what I did is I went then and decided to, instead of like speaking to the people in the castle, I just went and attacked them and tried to kill them. And they killed me and I went back and then ended up losing that as well. But, um, Still, there's, there's just so much, there's so many different options and different ways you can go about doing something. Like even at the very beginning, you know, the brain
1: mm-hmm. that talks to you, did you smush it? I think I tried to and I failed it.
0: Okay. Well, I ended up squishing it and I've seen everybody else smush it, but I was watching Dan's gaming. It came alive and helped him around for the first tutorial area, like oh, it was a, as a little minion running around with him. Yeah, it was, It's like, there's just so many ways. I can't believe, like, how many people and how long this must have taken to kind of program all the different options.
1: I mean, it's been in development for a long time. Yeah, I can see why. So, yeah, that's the thing. It is really impressive. So, I hear all these stories of stuff going on. I'm like, I I just need to put the time in. I yeah. haven't put enough time in. You know, it came out on, what, Friday? Or at least I was playing it on Friday. Um, mm. So, I've only put a couple of hours in over the weekend. So, I will push through... And hopefully, in the next couple of podcasts, yeah, you'll you'll hear of my progression.
0: And a, make sure before you go into battle, you save it because I've mm. made that mistake a few times, so that you can can try it from different angles. You know, you can do this quick save, quick reload buttons. Um, but also, I think one thing that just talking about it now has made me realise is that yeah, losing and stuff, you do have to reload your previous save. But it's it's a story. You learn not necessarily you not necessarily just learning something, but you've got a, a story of what happened, and it's it that's the thing. That's D D. It's all about stories. Yeah. So there you go. How prophetic of me. Wow. Or I don't know.
1: How profound of you. Profound.
0: That's me. Can't think of a words today. Anyway, so yeah, that is Baldur's Gate. I am really enjoying it. I love this. I think I would have killed to have been able to 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 have played Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 as a kid and I wish I'd had a PC that could have run it or at least I'd been aware of it because I think I would have really really enjoyed like this game as a kid and not having any other game I would have just got lost in um but now there's so many games out and I got a job where I can go and buy whatever games I want it's uh yeah it makes it's difficult when when there's a 100 hour plus game out there. I have been playing it on the Steam Deck a bit as well. And, How does it run? Uh it it runs. It's fine. It chugs a bit. It's got con- full controller support, which is interesting cuz it's coming out on PS5
1: and whatever um, at the end. I think it's, is it just PS5? I think it is coming to Xbox, but I think they have struggled to get co-op split screen working on an Xbox Series S. Ooh. And Microsoft's policy is that if a game comes out on Series S, it has to come out... Sorry, Series X, yeah. it has to come out on S as well. And I think they've struggled to get it running on an S. That's disappointing. But
0: yeah, it's... um. So yeah, let's just quickly check it's coming. Um. Oh yeah, unknown release date, you're right. The Stadia version was cancelled, unfortunately. Shock horror. <laughs> but yeah, macOS and PS5 are the 6th of September. So yeah, there was a little bit longer for that, but... Yeah, no, the, the controller support is fine. It's a very different game then because you're playing it like in third person, mm. kind of walking around. And yeah, no, no, it feels fine. It like the frame rate is not amazing, but you don't really expect it to be. So I think, yeah, play it. Play it if you got a Steam Deck, sure. Download it on there and play it. But I think it's fine if you want to stream it from your PC. So if you're wanting to play your your you want to play it in handheld and you're just on the sofa for a bit and your computer's in the other room, stick your computer on and stream it, because it's gonna be a much better quality and you don't need like sudden kind of reactions. Although to honest, I played Destiny two on the Steam Deck, streaming from my PC, and it was like the latency was almost non existent. It was incredible. There you go. There you go, the Steam Deck moment. Mm. I should do this more often. Play all games on Steam Deck. Actually give it a little... try it,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> How you have in my Steam Deck. I'm using it more and more. Shall we? Oh, <coughs> no? shall we? Shall we what? Oh, well, there's another game you've been playing. Have I? Kenna.
1: Oh, well, I started it this evening. What do you think to it so far? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm it's, not a fan, you know me. Uh, yeah, it's it's in some ways very much my kind of game in that it's uh, an action-adventure, elderly, puzzly kind of thing. It's just a bit basic. It looks very pretty. Oh, yes. But it's a bit basic. Exactly. 100%
0: what I found. I found myself a little bit bored. Because the things that you have to do in it, it's it's repetitive. Let's see what
1: the people have been playing. What have the people been playing? Tell the listeners. Right. First up. Yeah. Debs. Debbie. Who's always playing some sort of indie. Yes. Yes. So de- oh. oh go on. Speaking of India, I forgot what game I was playing. Oh, what? Pallia. Oh, of course. Yeah, tell it. us about Pallia.
0: Um, I mean, I'll just do it quickly because I'm going to be playing more of it this week. It's um, it's like a bit of a it's 3D kind of Stardew story. No, sorry, I think it's more Story of Seasons than Stardew, but it's Story of Seasons esque where you've got your own little plot of land and you've got these makers and machines and you eventually, you know, you go and harvest, chop down trees, hit rocks to build various things on your plot of land. But there's also like a little, like there's an MMO side to it where, so you've got your plot of land, which is an instanced area, but then you go to the the village in this beautiful uh, world called Pallia, I think. And in there, there are other people running around and stuff, but there's no PVP as far as I'm aware. There's no actual battling in there, apart from kind of hunting with a bow and arrow, but, and like smoke bombs. But it's just, it is very chilled. You can walk, I mean, at the moment, I'm not entirely sure what the multiplayer does other than, like, people can come and help you hoe your... You can hoe together. You can hoe your garden together. Okay. And people, I think, can maybe use, they can bring some materials and resources around to to help you. So, like, it's collaborative, I think, the, the MMO part. But actually, it's a really good quality one, and... I think, yeah, Games Mistress in our community, she said that if you want to be a Stardew clone, you have to do something different, and I feel like this does do something different, because it's not necessarily a Stardew clone, even though it is, actually, because there's obviously the, ro- well, I don't know, it's like Story of Season, Stardew, you're romancing certain people in the village, you're, you know, you're you're leveling up your weapons, you're, you know, building a little house, but The thing that makes it a little bit different is that the quality is really, really good. Like the frame rate is fantastic. I've not encountered any bugs at all. And there's a story to this that's quite interesting. Um, It it definitely takes a lot from Story of Seasons and Stardew. However, it is so blatantly Breath of the Wild at the beginning. It's unbelievable. Like you literally wake up in the Shrine of Resurrection... There's even a bit where you have to climb, where it teaches you how to climb with the stamina to get out. Like it's almost identical in what it looks like inside there, and as you go out, it pans out over, and then you get the Pallia... the world the, of Pallia. Yeah, exactly. You get the the Pallier name on there, which I do, I think it did its it did it a disservice actually with that because it's just so blatantly copied from Breath of the Wild, but this game has got it's it's got enough character. Like all of the people in there are really cool. A lot of them are purple. I think that's because we're human and they're elves elves or whatever they are. Purple people. Um, but they're all, they're interesting. They've got uh great, um, uh, it's not really, it's not fully voice actors as far as I can remember, but they've got all the interesting personalities. There are lots, like it looks really beautiful. And yeah, there's a story in there that's quite interesting to, uh, to get into it. Mm. And I think it's like every hour there's a day night cycle. So, yeah, I, there's a lot of good stuff there. And I think it is early access. Oh, it's, um, oh I was playing the closed beta and then the open yep. beta launches, I think, in like three days. So, yeah, if you are, or it might even be tomorrow, if you're interested in that kind of game, you know, the farming, life, sim games, then this is a very, very good one. It's still not quite as good as Coral Island for me so far. Interesting. I feel like Coral Island has so many really interesting things to do. Uh, and exciting events, and hotter characters.
1: Which is what's most important here. Yeah. Let's the, be real.
0: The quality of Coral Island from when I played it a few months ago is like shoulders above anything else. I think that will be the one when it finally comes out of early access. So yeah,
1: that's Pallia. Nice. Sorry, what
0: has Deb's been playing? Let's
1: <laughs> talk about Deb's. Deb's has been continuing uh, her quest in playing her backlog. <clears throat> oh excuse me i played and finished alba a wildlife adventure this is a very chill and relaxed game where you are spending the summer with your grandparents on a small island and you have to help clean up and restore the nature reserve before the end of the week otherwise a huge hotel will be built Ooh. the game lasts a week and each day you have some tasks to do around the island mainly taking pictures of all the wildlife mainly burbs overall i love the story and it had lots of cute little funny elements as well I've heard of that, but not played it. What's it called again? Alba. A-L-B-A. No. Lots of photography in it. I don't think you like it. No. Too similar to Pokemon Snap.
0: Pokemon Snap can fuck itself.
1: Good. Uh, Mr. Millhill, I've been playing Hearthstone with the new set coming out and everything. Also, Baldur's Gate, of course, which I picked up. And boy, is it wonderful. (laughs) Lots of people I think next week's one of these is just going to be Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate. I think we're going to be talking a lot about
0: Baldur's Gate for the next week or two, so if you haven't played it yet, go and play it, then you can learn what we're talking about. You can about. join in. Yeah, I'll just watch the stream. Like I said, this morning I was watching um, Dan's Gaming. I just had him on in the background, like his um, opening of it, and I was like just enjoyable kind of having it on in the background. Just it's pick a, great...
1: a streamer, someone's playing it.
0: Yeah. Um, go to youtube.com slash There's two hours of, uh, of it on there. I won't be I'm I don't
1: think I'll be streaming any more of it but yeah go and check it out. Uh Pancake has also been playing Palia. Oh. I'm really in love with the game. I'm not a combat person so MMOs usually lose me pretty quick but this is so much of what I love in a game. It's cozy and the story is interesting. I'm really enjoying working towards making my house pretty and running around just doing shit and randomly seeing friends also just running around doing shit and then doing shit together. Yeah, this isn't a great <clears> explanation <throat> of the game, but I'm having a really nice time.
0: Yeah, it is weird. It's weird calling it an MMO. I think it' th- there's an online world there. It's an MMO as much as like I don't know.
1: We I don't quite get what the MMO aspect of it is. I think is. it's just
0: that it's online. Yeah, it, it's massively multiplayer. So there are the hub area has a lot of people in it, wandering around quite a lot actually. I don't know how many people are in each instance, but it must be like fifty. Um, but I, I'm not sure, but. the thing is like there aren't any so far I haven't encountered any kind of quests that you go out as a group to me an MMO is you get there's a group there's like a hub area and then you go and do these kind of multiplayer quests (laughs) or like dungeons you know destiny style but um, so far there isn't that I don't know if it's just online for the sake of it like people can come and help you which is cool but I there isn't so far there isn't anything kind of multiplayer Mm. Although there are some trees that you have to chop down with a friend. Wow. 10 out of 10. Yeah, because they heal themselves. So you have to have two people chopping it at the same time.
1: That's an interesting tree. Mm. It glows purple. Of course it does. <laughs> and then lastly, we have Glinski Doodle. Glinski. So, Glin's been playing Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Ages, and Might Magic Clash of Heroes. Both old handheld games being given releases on the Switch recently. After putting over 150 hours into Tears of the Kingdom, it's wonderful to play a simpler old-school Zelda. The characters and style have such a charm to them that I've been sucked into Labrina for hours at a time. I still have not played these games. I call I yourself nearly, a Zelda fan. I know. I nearly played them on the flight to Vegas, mm-hmm. and then decided, no, I'm going to play some Octopath and stick with that rather than start something new. But you I didn't fall absolutely asleep wow that wasn't the way there um, I absolutely want to play these games though I just I, I need to find the time to tick them off but don't I don't will pressure yourself I, I know this is my problem I play games because I should play them not because I want to and then I wonder why I don't get grabbed by it
0: yeah and that's one, you wonder why you kind of waste your weekends yeah playing games you're not wasting enjoying wasting my life away if, if you had if you like could only play one game right now what would you play that you'd want to play
1: Game? Honestly, it would be Baldur's Gate right now. Yeah. Because I I think there's so much excitement around it that it's making me want to play it yeah. as much as I also kind of need to play it for my job. No, no, we're not calling it, not including that, a game that you want Well, to no, I'm saying despite that. Okay, good. I mean, I also don't need to play it for my job. I can still write a new story without having played it, but it's nice to have context. You just have a few people it. in the
0: comments going, well, chilling." Yeah, and I
1: don't want that. Mm. So I'd rather play it a little bit myself. Okay. Did it? Um... Anyway, yes. So, Zelda. And then, uh, Glynn says, I've always loved the Might and Magic series, except for the current Gacha mobile offering. And Clash of Heroes offers a surprising amount of tactical depth for a game that is obviously aimed at getting younger fans into the series. The units are fan favorites with some recognizable characters if you played Heroes of Might and Magic 5, and enough RPG and leveling up elements to make me keep wanting more, keep wanting one more battle before bed. Mm. I've heard very good things about that game, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but again, not played it. Maybe I should. No, I shouldn't. No,
0: you shouldn't. <laughs> Stop it. You, you're like, you're kind of, the list of games that you're currently playing needs to be locked and you can only add something in there once like two have come off it. Mm. You've got your own Trello board of games that you're playing, haven't I you? I know. You need already to-
1: moved some off.
0: Good. Which ones did you move off?
1: Well, I had a couple on there like, Returnal and Splatoon that I had sort of ongoing games that I just haven't got around to finishing. Mm. So I've now moved those into the to play column instead of the currently playing column. You're not going to play them. So the the currently playing column Go on then, tell us. Is Final Fantasy XIV. Good. Which I, I really want to be I really want to finish Endwalker by the time London Fan Fest comes along. And I just don't know if that's going to happen at this rate, but mm-hmm. I'm going to try. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, which I would like to try and finish soon. Octopath Traveler 2, which I really like, yeah. but I'm going to just slowly chip away at that over time. I'm not going to rush. I've played enough of it to know that it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. That's not that this really, year, right? I really want, yeah, I really want mm. to finish it. If I could finish it by the end of the year, that'd be great.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, that's going to be featured in Game of the Year absolutely i need to play a lot more of it actually i've, I've done a few
1: boulders Skate 3 yeah which again i'm gonna play for the next couple of weeks to get into it and then i think we'll see how i get on just so at least i have got an opinion on it yeah because everybody has at the moment and then we'll see how we go i also started alan wake at the weekend which i played for about an hour just to play the opening episode and that's only because alan wake 2 is coming out in october i think so a i would like to play that anyway b i'm going to gamescom and alan wake 2 is there so i would like to have a small amount of knowledge of the series so that's why i started it i would quite like to finish it but it's pretty short so we'll see and then divinity original sin 2 which we have started
0: yeah we started and then Baldur's the gate came out and it's, I mean, yeah. is this replacing it yeah <laughs> i think it might be
1: um but we'll see it would be fun to play more of that together
0: i think yeah maybe i think we can keep them separately because I think Baldur's Gate will play a bit, and then I don't know how far we'll get into it before we fall off it. I don't know if we'd end up finishing a 100-hour game. Not together, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely not. Because I mean, we're both going at different speeds. I mean, Divinity is also a very long game, but that can be our, long, our long-term project. Yeah, for like very 10 long, years. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's go quickly into the news. We have gone on quite a bit um, already. So tell us about Animal Crushing. Animal Crushing.
1: Yes, not too much news this week. There's not too much news in general at the moment, to be honest. I think just because there are so many games out, everyone's busy playing them rather than writing mm-hmm. news about them. Um, also, there's Gamescom later this month, in a couple of weeks, so there's going to be some announcements there. So I think just hold off, basically, until then, for yep. any any big news stories. But there are a few little things that are, that are happening. Firstly, is there is a rumour... That we're gonna be getting some Animal Crossing Lego.
0: I'm gonna buy all of that. <laughs> I didn't realise this was a thing. Oh, you wrote it a few days
1: ago. I did. I wrote it on Friday. Um, so basically, it's rumoured because of an Instagram post that's linked to something else. how much? Well, there's okay. So there's five different sets, ranging from 14.99 to 74.99. I want all of them. So that's five sets. It's a lot.
0: That's probably well. That's in dollars, so 75, 40, That's probably
1: about one hundred and seventy dollars. I mean, it's so seventy-five dollars. I bet it's seventy-five pounds, and they just keep it the same.
0: So, it's, I mean, yeah, that would that is definitely something I would get. I mean, the Calax misses Lego,
1: of course. I'm I'm not sure what they might be. We don't know what the bills oh, will be. Oh, that's cranny. But that's the thing. Like everyone's played Animal Crossing. There are certain things it's got to be. I would love if that seventy-five quid one is the museum
2: that would like open
1: out into the aquarium area and the bug area Ooh. and the art area. And if it folded out, that for me would be really cool. Mm. I definitely,
0: that that's actually really good. The, I think that's it's genius of them to have this. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. I will buy them all and do them all in stream. And then make your island basically yes. using the Lego. Well, I don't know. We're got to fit it on the top of the Kallax, well, but yeah, well, We'll do enough. Yeah. But yeah, surely Nook's Cranny, maybe the airport um but march resident, 2024. resident services
0: march 2024 which will be which will be the
1: four year anniversary of it indeed hmm. so it, it's a little way off yeah um it's gonna have minifigures as well with molded heads so not the um <laughs> not the typical lego heads but the molded ones to look like the characters so i'm sure there'll be a tom nook and isabel my favorite comment on here
0: it's just one comment I pre-ordered mine from a guy named Red, who kindly gave me a cousin's discount. Should be delivered any day now. Looking forward to displaying such authentic merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> that is genius. That is very good. <laughs> Anybody that doesn't play Animal Crossing is going to be like, what? Red's a guy that
1: like deals in fake art. Yes, indeed. So, another story from Friday that suddenly popped up, which, by the time you're all listening to this podcast, might well be too late. But there is a Pokemon Presents next week. Next week being this week, being tomorrow, being the 8th of August. Oh. So basically, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, there is or was a Pokemon Presents live stream on the 8th of August. Okay. So people are probably going to be wondering, well, what is this about? The obvious thing is the DLC Mm -hmm. for Violet and Scarlet. We already know that it's one big bit of DLC coming in two parts. One this autumn, one next year. Yeah. So we're probably going to get a release date for the first one, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the main thing. Other than that, there's the Pokemon anime that we're getting Ash's final um, episodes, mm-hmm. which we already have re- dies. He doesn't die. Oh. Well, maybe he does. I haven't seen it. No, he um, walks.
0: off. I've seen the clip. Oh.
1: He just walks off. He so that's coming he to dumps.
0: Ne- he jump, dumps his Pokeballs in a bin and just walks and off. Storms
1: <laughs> off. I've had enough. <laughs> Not paired enough for this. Yeah. Puts them in a kennel. Oh my god, not <laughs> Pikachu in a kennel. Jeez. So, anyway, the final episodes are coming to Netflix. They've been dated in the US already, but not the rest of the world. So, maybe we'll get that. Uh, there's Pokemon Concierge as well, which is a stop motion Netflix show as well. Something Detective like, Pikachu
0: 2. Give us Detective Pikachu 2.
1: Well, Detective Pikachu returns the game, the Switch game is coming out this autumn. I don't autumn. care about games. Okay. I don't care about films now. I'm okay, a film sh- person. Oh, of course you are. No, I'm not.
0: Detective Pikachu was one of the few
1: films I do like though. It is a great film. Um <clears throat> so the game of that has come out in autumn, so we'll probably see more of that. Um again, if you're listening to this later in the week, then you'll probably know all this already. But keep an eye a out new, for it. Do you
0: think there'll be a new game? No. There's not going to be a new um what's the Pokemon tossing one? Go? No. The other tossing one, uh, Let's Go. I, that's what I meant. <clears throat> yeah. It let's go, go in it. No, <laughs> yeah. Pokemon Go is a different tossing. I think you do. F- no, you flick. You flick. You flick. Do you Pokemon flick or go. do you toss? You flick. <laughs> I still are upset that. They, so, a Pokemon Let's Go EV. I got. <clears throat> and in preparation for that, I bought myself a um, Wii U, no Wii U, a uh, Switch Pro controller after kind of crippling my hands trying to play. Breath of the Wild like the whole 60-70 hours that I played of it with just the horrible kind of joystick goes whatever they're called
1: what are they called? Joy-Cons?
0: Joy-Con grip yeah the little Joy-Con grip thing and then it doesn't it doesn't use it no because you've got a you've got a fling you've
1: got a toss you've got a toss
0: but yeah I, hope, I want a new one of those because I actually really liked it it was a very good it was fun
1: I don't know if we'll get another game just yet but this DLC they're going to want to push Scarlet and Violet I mean it sold so well they're going to want to make more money out of that it's brilliant hopefully the dlc will be better quality
0: sure i mean this is weird for me to say it but the quality like the actual performance was a lot worse than many other pokemon games uh, like when they've released it but my god it was a much better game like i love that game i finished it i was doing end game stuff for days afterwards you were which is unusual for very me. impressive <laughs> That's how much I was enjoying it. So I'm down to play some DLC.
1: Mm.
0: So we've talked a lot about Baldur's Gate. It came.
1: <clears throat> oh my god! Sorry, what did you a... cook? What did you cook for dinner? No, I've just had a really like dry throat for the last week. Oh, <clears throat> airplane. Con- Genuinely, Convid. I think it's it's not. No, it's not even like con flu or anything. It's just being in aircon mm. all the time on flights and in a convention center. My throat is just. Ed's voice dry. is breaking. Finally. It's only taken 30 years. Um, Yeah, tell us about Baldur's Gate. So, Baldur's Gate is very popular. Who knew? Mm -hmm. Um, It is already breaking records. Yeah, I think this uh, article's out of date now. I mean, it might be. It's from a couple of days ago. Oh, It's from yesterday. Well, I checked it this morning, actually, and the numbers were similar. I think they got to 800,000, didn't they? Oh, they did. But it's still in the same position of the ninth biggest game ever. Yeah.
0: Right now, there are, uh, uh, duh, duh, oh, wait, all-time peak was 814,666
1: players. So this is, but yeah, this is Baldur's Gate on, um, on Steam. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of the biggest, it's the ninth biggest game ever on Steam. Wow. Already. Um, there are currently 679,000 people playing it. In terms of like, if you go back, sorry, Ben's clicking things. Um, No, go back to the Steam page. Oh. If you look at current players, it is the second most played game after Counter-Strike. Wait, what have I clicked on here? Current. Yeah, yeah, current playing. But all ever, it's ninth. So it's it's behind in terms of all time peak, it's behind the likes of Elden Ring, New World, Cyberpunk, Paul Hogwarts, <laughs> Counter Strike, PUBG. PUBG still has the highest all-time peak at like three point three million. Which I is there are nine thousand
0: people playing Hogwarts right now is quite surprising.
1: Yeah, that's not that many actually.
0: I'm gonna say the fifteenth highest is Capcom Arcade Stadium, four hundred and eighty-eight thousand. Currently twenty people playing it. <laughs> Oh, even worse, Capcom Arcade second stadium, nine. How, how come so many? Somebody... Kathy Rain, 348,000 peak, one person playing it right now. What the hell's Kathy Rain? Why were there
1: 348,000 people playing it? What happened? No idea. No idea. Um, But yeah, basically a lot of people are buying Baldur's Gate 3 on PC and playing it. Mm. I have seen as well that the pre-orders for the PlayStation version are huge. Yes. It's the most pre-ordered I- game, isn't it? Yes. Until at the Modern moment. Warfare came out, probably. Yeah. Uh, it, at least in the US. Mm. But I think the fact that it's out early on PC, I think so many people are just playing it on PC instead. It is a PC game, although, like I said, the
0: controller support is good. And it's verified on Steam Deck.
1: I like clicking, I feel like it's a game to click on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> you can scroll. There are things, there are like dials and wheels and stuff if you want to play it on uh, a controller. True. But it's also a game that you kind of want to just sit back and chill with. So maybe if the controls... I haven't played it enough on Steam, on the Steam Deck to work out what the controls are like. But I know there are people who have streamed it to their TV and have used a PlayStation controller attached to Steam to play it. So it's pretty much they are playing a PlayStation version
1: and said it's been great because they just got to That's kick back and chill. And then the last story, which is one from today, but um, well actually it was from over the weekend. So... There was a big debate recently ahead Mass of the debate. release of uh, Final Fantasy 16 where Naoki Yoshida was asked about the term JRPG and he didn't really like it very much mm. and said that in Japan it was seen as quite a discriminatory term that it was differentiating Japanese games unnecessarily when they just wanted to make RPGs like everybody else and also in the press, back in the sort of noughties, it was seen as a bit of a discriminatory term as well. Um, so it sparked this huge debate. And Hideki Kamiya, who is the creator of Bayonetta, works for Platinum, also created Devin McCry he was asked about the term JRPG and what he thought about it recently. And he actually said that he believes Japanese developers should be proud of the term JRPG. And it's something that should be celebrated. And... Essentially, his reasoning, he compared Bayonetta and God of War, the original God of War, when they were creating Bayonetta. And they looked at Kratos and God of War as this big muscly hero and thought, well, can we do that? And they said, no, like we want to do something else. They want to do something that's uniquely Japanese. And Bayonetta is such a Japanese creation. It's the kind of game that could only come out of Japan. And Kamiya's point, basically, with the term JRPG is that that you know that's what that's what people should think of as japanese rpgs it is what makes them uniquely japanese and that should be celebrated um you know these are created by japanese developers with a particular japanese sensibility and he wants to stick with that and he was asked therefore if bayonetta and and his other games what if they were called J-Action Games instead of just Action Games? And he said, actually, I'd be really proud of that because it proves that it's Japanese, that it's different. It Mm. has its own unique thing about it. So he's actually really proud of that. We need some
0: British games, BRPGs. A
1: BRPG. What would a British game be? Fable.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of... (laughs) About as British as I can think. I would say like two point. Yes. Oh my God, Yes. Like a British strategy game, a BSG.
1: Even Roller Coaster Tycoon, I feel is quite British. Mm. Although that's not British. Maxis? I think it might be American. Oh, God, don't say that.
0: Roller. Oh, were they. I always felt like Roller Coaster was more the British side, and then Theme Park World was. Uh, was it Maxis that did Roller Coaster Tycoon? uh I'm, I think. Oh, Chris Sawyer who is Scottish. Oh, he is Scottish. There we go. Okay, he is it British is British. Then. Yeah. I was right. Yeah. I don't want to, why did I want to say Maxis. It's not Maxis. That's something different.
1: That's The Sims, isn't
0: it? Yeah. <laughs> different. Frontier, obviously then Frontier. Frontier who are British.
1: Yes. Okay, so basically strategy games are British. Yeah. Done. Are um, you saying
0: that Americans are not smart enough for strategy games? I did
1: not say that.
0: Baldur's Gate is very British. Is it? Like all the voice actors are British, aren't they? Mm, true. Yeah, yeah, What but you're one of your friends. Well, tell tell a story about what one of your friends posted on Instagram.
1: Oh, yeah, a friend of mine from university, she is an actress. We and... celebrated Eurovision
0: when we came second. We were screaming. At... Yeah, yeah.
1: She's she's a she's a great friend. We sang in choirs together. She's great. And she's done lots of bits of voice acting and she's been in some small films and things like that. And she's been trying to get more into games, and she'd said to me recently oh yeah, I've been going to actually in Croydon. Um, I've been going to record some voice. Is, that, acting is this stuff. where
0: Baldur's Gate has been recorded in Croydon?
1: Yeah. <laughs> no joke. That. Wow. Because she's been doing, she was doing some stuff in Croydon. She was like, "Oh, asked this video game, like I have to tell about it at some point. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then Boulders Gate comes out and she puts a post up being like, I'm in Boulder's Gate. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Did you send her a Literally, message? Literally what the fuck? Um, and it's um, just looking for the message. That's why it's suddenly paused
0: and gone quiet because Ed is looking. Yes. Just, people can't see what you're doing. They just think you've kind of, your
1: brain's melted. Well, no, you're filling in the gaps. <laughs> um. Anyway, I can't remember what her story was, but it was something like um, she's doing like 10 different characters. At 13, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's, she's not a main part, but she's doing lots of, lots of small bits. Do you think she's um, doing the female
0: voice of, ah, ah, ah.
1: Oh my God, I should totally ask her that.
0: Please tell her what her sounds are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, for next week. For the 100th episode, we'll... Sure. Um, Anyway, I just replied saying, what the fuck, you are in Boulder's Gate. This is huge. And she said, I thought you might enjoy that. Yeah, I've been sitting on it for ages. So exciting to finally be doing that sort of work. I got to muck about with all my silly voices and accents. Will (laughs) you be playing it? I was like, absolutely, I will. Um, I I asked what... um, Uh, what characters she was going to be or who should I look out for? Uh, She said, I need to look back over call sheets and remind myself, I'm various small characters and totally lost track. My main ones I can remember are seductive succubus lying in a bed, (laughs) northern market lady with a necklace. Uh, Oh, I'll I'll relate to that. And Scottish parent. Oh, brilliant. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it was, uh, it was incredible that it was recorded. Incredible. So I, I don't think, all of it was recorded in Croydon, but I think maybe there is a studio somewhere in Croydon that they went to for extra voices, and Should then come here for this
0: beautiful microphone setup. Could sure. you do a voice acting?
1: Give it, get back here with the tadpole. No. Wow. Ah. Uh. Ah. Uh. Oh. Ooh. Uh.
0: <laughs> Good old <all> Scooby Doo, <laughs> sexy Scooby Doo. Anyway, I think this is a perfect time to end the podcast. Uh, Thank you to everybody for listening. And yeah, next week is the big one. Next week is episode 100. And we are not going to be doing in a studio because we haven't been able to uh, organize that yet. (laughs) But um, we will be having a studio and we're actually going to save it for a special occasion when we've got some guests. But yeah, next week, episode 100. And we're going to be on camera as long as ups finally get the uh, cameras delivered mm. so uh yeah we will be there for that so tune in and uh yeah we'll have some kind of celebration of sorts i'm sure
1: we'll think of something
0: we'll think yeah if you want to send a message or whatever we'll read it out but yeah we'll we'll post stuff in the discord go to discord.gg slash biggest we'll have a maybe we can have a, a week of Joystick swapping or something like that. Celebration.
1: Maybe instead of telling us what you've been playing, you can tell us about your favorite moments from the past hundred episodes. Yeah. If you can remember any.
0: Exactly. Yes, exactly. We'll do something like that. Oh, And yeah, the podcast, maybe in the discord, we'll have like a week of question of the days where it's all about um, swapping joystick stuff.
1: Sure. All right. Um, But yeah, Ed, where can we find you? You can find me at Ed underscore nights on all the social medias. Nice. Do you I, know what? I've hit 3,000 followers on Twitter now. Twitter? X, yeah, me whatever too. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, people are still on it. I don't yeah. know why. It's terrible. But <laughs> I yeah. finally got over 3,000 followers. That's nice. It is nice. Thank
0: you. And congratulations. I, I hit 3,000 followers. Then I like lost about 10. Yeah, I'm <laughs>
1: probably going to lose them now I've said that. Yeah.
0: Oh, that always happens. It's like Twitch. I'll gain a few. Like a second I hit live, I lose about two or three followers. I've hidden it now.
1: Ooh, I've lost a couple. Have you? How many are you now? I'm at 3,002. Oh,
0: <laughs> let's see. How many am I on? I'm on... Because I think I just... 3,151. But I, I, had a, uh, I had a lot when uh, the Ben Star thirsty tweets went up. And uh, yeah, so you can find me, biggest Uh just find me biggest BiggestBennis everywhere on Twitter, which I re- I'm only going to call it Twitter. I am benness one on there. And also, please follow us on YouTube, uh, or follow me on YouTube, youtube.com slash That is where all the the vodcasts are going to be. Plus, the I'm going to be doing every week, at least once, I'm going to be playing a game and streaming it with no cam, just microphone, and it's going to be like an hour and a half starting a game or just playing a game that I really want to have streamed or I really want to go and just test it out. Because I'm very like blessed, and I've mentioned this before, I'm very very lucky that people and uh, publishers and stuff they'll send me some codes, be like, "Hey, are you interested in this game?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, but I don't know if it's going to be interesting putting it on Twitch, and if I play it, I want to kind of talk about it." So this is the perfect opportunity. So make sure you're following on youtubecom slash and I'll be popping up. Um, well, I'll be doing some live streams on there. I did Baldur's Gate. I did the first couple of hours of that, um, and the next one I think I might do is uh, Thronefall. Ooh, yes. Um, I'm
1: excited to hear about that game.
0: Yeah, well, you can watch it. Oh, Because I'll be streaming it. Maybe I will. <laughs> Brilliant. But I'll probably do that on, maybe on like Wednesday or something. But I don't know. It's not going to be scheduled or anything like that. It's going to be like, you know what? I've got two hours now. I fancy streaming it. I'm just going to go and do it. Ed, you go and watch your... Too hot to handle or whatever. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, thank you very much for listening. SwappingJoysticks.com for all your joystick swapping needs. We'll be back next Monday talking about all the games we've been playing and a lot more for episode 100 see you then bye